Hello, this is Aban from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 1st of December. E-rupee or India's retail digital rupee is set to be launched on a pilot basis on Thursday. The Reserve Bank of India has identified several banks for phase-wise participation in this trial. The pilot will initially cover Mumbai, New Delhi, Bengaluru and Bhubaneswar. The banks involved in the exercise in these cities are the State Bank of India, ICICI Bank, Yes Bank and IDFC First Bank. In the form of a digital token that represents legal tender, the digital currency will have the same denominations as paper currency and coins issued through the RBI in India. E-rupee transactions can be carried out through only those digital wallets that are offered by banks participating in the exercise. The transactions can be carried out between person to person and person to merchant using QR codes. Voting for the first phase of Gujarat elections is underway in 19 districts with 48.48% turnout recorded till 3 p.m. The exact voter turnout was not clear at the time of recording. According to the election commission, 0.1% of the ballot units and control units were replaced, while 0.3% of VV patches were replaced in the first three hours of polling. The Congress party has lodged a complaint over EVMs. The highest turnout was seen in Narmada and Tapi at 64 and 63.98% respectively. Prime Minister Narendra Modi took to Twitter to appeal to voters to turn up in large numbers, while AAP chief Arvind Kejriwal urged people to vote for the future of their children. There are nearly 2.39 crore voters in the 89 constituencies in Saurashtra, Kutch and South Gujarat which go to the polls today. The BJP is aiming to regain lost ground in Saurashtra facing the Aam Aadmi Party and Congress. The Congress won 28 seats in Saurashtra in 2017, gaining 13 constituencies while the BJP's tally was reduced by 11 seats. Meanwhile, Vansada BJP candidate Piyush Bhai Patel has alleged that he was attacked by unknown persons in Jhari village in the morning. according to ANI police are probing the incident the results will be declared on 8th of december listeners the news laundry team is in gujarat to bring you ground reports interviews and another election show a coverage like this requires a lot of resources and we do this without any corporate or government ad money so par our election coverage by going to newslaundry.com and clicking on the nl sena button news laundry is able to hold the media accountable as we are not funded either by corporations or the government but because we run on the support of our subscribers power us to help support public interest journalism and counter hate according to ndtv there was a clash this week at an inter college festival in belagavi over the maharashtra karnataka border row it is a district in karnataka that maharashtra lays claim on the incident took place when marathi students assaulted another student who was waving the traditional kannada or karnataka flag a video of the incident was widely circulated on social media Police said that teachers and other staff of the host college at Tilakwadi in Belagavi tried to stop the fight and a police team visited the spot to begin a probe. The victim, a second year pre-university student, was allegedly told by the police not to stir the controversy by waving the flag, according to NDTV. The border dispute escalated recently after Karnataka Chief Minister Basavaraj Bommai indirectly laid a claim to some areas of Maharashtra. Maharashtra feels that Belagavi and some other Marathi speaking areas were wrongly given to Kannada majority Karnataka in the process to reorganize the states the matter has been before the supreme court for several decades the bjp is in power in both states and elections are due next year in Karnataka the delhi high court has asked the enforcement directorate to respond to the bail petition of aap minister satendra jain who was arrested in may in connection with a money laundering case 
Justice Dinesh Kumar Sharma granted two weeks' time to the ED to file a report. The court will hear the matter again on December 20th. Jain has challenged a trial court's order which denied him bail, saying he was prima facie involved in concealing the proceeds of crime. Jain's plea said, and I quote, He is already in jail for more than four months now. He is already on bail in Central Bureau of Investigation case. No allegation that he misused the bail granted in the CBI case. Hence, the applicant is entitled to regular bail pending trial. Unquote. Jain's lawyers have said there are no proceeds of crime and the case is based on a notional basis. Jain argued that he is neither in a position to influence witnesses or tamper with evidence, nor is he a flight risk. Meanwhile, the ED told another court that ARP leader Vijay Nair, arrested in connection with the alleged Delhi excise policy scam, has received Rs 100 crore in kickbacks from the South Group controlled by some businessmen and politicians. Some ARP leaders considered the policy as a device to allegedly generate illegal funds at the cost of the state exchequer, the agency told the court on Wednesday. K. Kavita, an MLC and daughter of Telangana CM K. Chandrasekhar Rao, has also been accused of transferring these kickbacks. Kavita on Thursday said that she and her party leaders are ready to face any inquiry. She said, and I quote, We state that we will face any kind of inquiry. If the agencies come and ask us questions, we will certainly answer. But tarnishing leaders' images by giving selective leaks to the media, people will refute it, unquote. In the third such occasion in the history of the Supreme Court, an all-women bench has been formed. There are only three women judges in the top court at present, including Justice Hima Kohli, B. V. Nagaratna and Justice Bela M. Trivedi. The apex court currently has a strength of 27 judges against a sanctioned strength of 34. Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachur formed the bench comprising Justices Kohli and Trivedi to hear transfer petitions involving matrimonial disputes and bail matters, the Hindu reported. The two-judge bench is sitting in court number 11 and has 32 matters listed before it, starting with 10 transfer petitions and followed by 10 bail matters. The first such bench was set up in 2013 when a bench of Justices Gyan Sudha Mishra and Ranjana Prakash Desai was set up followed by another bench of Justices R. Bhanumati and Indira Banerjee in 2018. Justice Nagaratna is also set to become the first woman Chief Justice in 2027. The Delhi Police has approached the Delhi High Court challenging a trial court order which discharged Congress leader Shashi Tharoor from all charges in the case linked to the death of his wife Sunanda Pushkar in January 2014. The trial court had issued the order in August last year. Appearing for Tharoor, Senior advocate Vikas Bahawa said that the order has been challenged after nearly 15 months, the Hindu reported. The lawyer said that the case records should not be shared with anyone who is not a party in the case, citing Chapter 17 of the Delhi High Court rules. The court noted that the Delhi police has no objection to the submission and listed the matter for hearing on February 7th next year. Sunanda Pushkar was found dead in a luxury hotel in the city on January 17, 2014. The Delhi police charge sheet had named Tharoor as an accused for alleged offences under IPC sections 498A and 306. However, the trial court said there were no specific allegations or sufficient material. Amid mass protests against its strict COVID restrictions, China has now hinted at a change in its COVID policy as it lifted more restrictions despite high daily case numbers. Lockdown measures were on Thursday lifted in several areas in Shanghai and Guangzhou, cities that have seen rising cases. The country's vice-premier also announced that the country was facing a new situation. The unrest was triggered by a fire in a building in the western Xinjiang region that killed 10 people last week. A section of Chinese felt 
that the COVID restrictions in the city contributed to the deaths. Authorities deny this. It led to widespread protests across cities and a heavy police presence. The announcements about the ease in restrictions did not mention last weekend's protests in Shanghai, Beijing and at least six other cities. Some protesters earlier demanded the resignation of President Xi Jinping. Protesters have used social media and VPN to amplify protests while the authorities cracked down on such content within the country. On Thursday, Beijing prepared for the funeral of Jiang Zemin, who was ruling party leader until 2002 and president until the following year. The Communist Party announced he died Wednesday in Shanghai due to leukemia and multiple organ failure. Meanwhile, on Thursday, the government reported 36,061 new coronavirus cases in the past 24 hours, including 31,911 without symptoms. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 